0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of What You Talking About? I'm super, super excited today. My guest is Kelly Baker. She is a CrossFit Games athlete who had her individual rookie season in 2023. She's also just topped the podium at Wadapalooza with her team stronger than a 90s trend. This is an awesome episode and we talk about what it takes to get to the Games both as a team and individual, and also Kelly's goals for the 2024 season. As always, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to be the first to hear all about our new episodes and content. Enjoy! Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, it is an absolute pleasure. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, We will talk about this probably in depth, but you are like just a few weeks off a win at Whatapalooza, top of the podium. How was that to start the year off?
1: Yeah, Wadapalooza is probably my favorite competition of the whole year. Um, There's less pressure, you know, especially before the season ramps up and then it gets really pressuresome. Um, But it was definitely the icing on the cake to get a win as well. That was my first time winning at Wadapalooza. So, yeah, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, and you and Kelsey are like OG Wadapalooza team, right? How many times have you competed together there?
1: Yeah, we were actually laughing because we've been with so many an, like an extra third girl, and you know, this year we had Emily on our team, and we were like talking about the other girls that we have had and how funny it's been, uh, just to have so many years kind of in our belt, you know, together. And I, I want to say we did twenty sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I know there was like maybe two years of a break. I think we were five. Maybe this was our sixth time together at Wataplusa, which has been really fun. I
0: love that. so fun. And it looks like a really fun event, but then there was a lot of like oil, the rain and lots of other elements and the workouts. Like how did you, how did you find the whole weekend?
1: Yeah, it was, um, obviously we didn't have the best of weather, um, but it helps that you're still in Miami. I'm from Houston or I live in Houston now and it was really cold when I left and it was really cold when I got back. So I'll take a little bit of rain over that, but Um, honestly, the weekend was great. The last event actually was the most hectic of the whole weekend. So we were supposed to go on at seven at night. And I happened to be getting body work at, I want to say it was 530. And I heard over the announcement, elite heat one, like second call. And I was like, Oh, no, like my teammates were still in the hotel But it was everyone that was going team didn't know what was going on. And it kind of got kind of frantic. People were getting dropped off by Ubers running up when we were corralled. It honestly probably helped us because there was a lot of nerves that should have been going into that final event because we were in contention of winning. And it kind of all went out the window because we were too worried about like, do I have my knee sleeves on? Am I like, what workout are we even doing? Because they had changed it. Uh, So we kind of just got thrown out there and it was, it obviously worked out in our favor, but the whole weekend was, it was a really tough competition. Every workout was pretty hard, but um, all in all, it was a good time.
0: I love that. Yeah, it looks so fun. And to compete with like your girls as well must just be like the icing on the cake.
1: Oh yeah. Especially coming off an individual season. um, You know, I really did team for so many years and there's a part of that that you do miss and crave when you're individual so it was just fun you know this year I'm going to be going individual again so I got to have that experience of just really soaking it in and enjoying even just warming up and having someone else along with you is it definitely makes it really fun. I love that and you've as you say you've been doing team for
0: a long time but how I can't believe your first game was 2016 it seems like so long ago but yet not long ago at all but how did it start for you like where did your relationship with CrossFit begin?
1: Yeah so I played collegiate soccer and I worked um, camps for Penn University while I was in college just to make extra money over the summer and it was my senior year and a girl had already graduated from Marshall who I got really close with from the camps. She had come back the year after she had graduated and Um, she just told me like, you know, she's doing this thing called CrossFit and I never really heard of it before. And there was a gym at the place that we were staying for this camp. It wasn't a CrossFit gym, but she was lifting and, you know, I was still getting ready for like my season and I, we didn't really lift that much. So she was doing like an EMOM and lifting. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, she's doing a lot more than me. And I'm like getting ready to play division one soccer. Like something's wrong here. Um, so it was like my first real introduction of what CrossFit was in a sense. And then after college, I just really was looking for, you know, where I was going to fit in. It was really a weird time in my life because my whole life has been centered around playing soccer at that time. And I didn't know how I was going to be able to still have goals when I didn't even know what that could look like as an adult. Um, so I went to CrossFit a year and a half after I graduated, kind of took me a little while to get through the door. And like, after my first class, I was like, oh, okay. I think I could see myself really enjoying this. I didn't necessarily think like, oh, I'm going to compete at the CrossFit games. Well, one, I didn't even know there was such a thing called CrossFit games, but, um, it just felt like, oh, this is there's loud music there's really cool people everyone's pushing each other it felt like the perfect group setting that I was like craving at the time
0: it must be so hard and I think this a lot because a lot of people will go from you know playing as a teenager in college as an athlete into then like nothingness almost and it must be so hard that transition of having this routine and something to work for and then kind of going into like Oh, okay. What's next? Did you feel like that?
1: Yeah. It's really interesting because I always felt like, especially in soccer, unless I was going to make the national team, which I wasn't going to be good enough to do, it just felt like that was kind of the end. Like I would just then become a mom. I would maybe, you know, go to like some classes or figure something out and not necessarily CrossFit, but I would stay in shape in some sort of way. I really had no idea um about nutrition or what was appropriate to uh, how that I needed to eat or I just didn't know much about like the fitness and nutrition world in general and I think getting out of you know out of college and feeling like okay well that's kind of it for me in terms of the next thing that I'm going to chase was really almost depressing you know I remember even my last college game being like okay, this is what you've worked for your whole life and it's over. And now you'll just go into another phase of your life. And it's so ingrained in me to be a competitor that when I realized I needed to find something else, I didn't know what it was going to be. I was like, I need to find it quick because I'm really missing a huge part of who I am. And you know, it's so cool that we have this sport that you can do it at any age. And Um, you know, male and female, it's that's probably my other favorite thing about our sport in general is the respect level on both sides. Like I grew up playing soccer. And one thing that's amazing about the women's national team is they've put, you know, really on the radar, like the unfair pay that women get and um, treatment and all of these things. And, you know, right now as a CrossFit being a professional athlete, you know, as a group, you know, Fikowski right now is pretty much running it, but we're trying to make it really fair for us as athletes. And um, one of the things that we kind of feel like we're really ahead of the curve in is how fair it is for being a female in this sport, which has been just really awesome to be a part of.
0: It really is. And I think particularly in a, a sport such as CrossFit where you, it was always, I don't want to use the word frowned upon because I disagree with that. But it was always like unusual to see girls lifting weights. And actually when we're like, oh, these girls are lifting weights and they're getting paid the same amount to do it as the guys. It's like a whole thing as well. You said about like being competitive. When you left soccer, did you feel like you were like, I've got almost like an itch that I need to scratch of like some form of competing? Did you have that in you?
1: Yeah, I ended up going the running route. So I did like some half marathons, I ended up doing a marathon and, and then thinking like, maybe I could get into this, but it was a really lonely road training for things like that. It's by yourself. It's kind of the same thing every day that I just kind of felt like, oh no, I could kind of see me burning out from this. Um, so again, I just didn't really know what it looked like. And it's kind of sad because I think I thought, well, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to go to the Olympics to do marathons. I'm not one, I'm not built for that, that's for sure. But I just felt like I'm not going to be great at anything this late in life. You know, I obviously I was only 22 at the time, but I just felt like it's too late in my world to not have started something and be able to do it later on and, and be successful in it. So I think I just was. was I was, I had that itch but I just thought maybe it's going to be something that's just internal, that I'm just going to try to prove that I'm getting stronger or I'm getting faster these days than who I was yesterday. And I can live with that. And I do live with that. I I kind of feel like I preach that more than anything is that I don't identify as just CrossFit is who I am because I'm not going to probably do it for the rest of my life. I mean, it will maybe be a part of my training, but um. I hope I get to find other things that I want to pursue that I never thought I was going to be able to do. I think doing an Ironman could be really cool or a hundred mile race or something that's just pushes me outside my comfort zone. And I think our sport does a really good job with that, but our sport is also really, really hard and taxing and exhausting and emotional and um, yeah. So sorry to ramble on there, but my question, your question was, if I had that itch, I think, yeah, I had it. And I think I'll always have it. I hope I still do when I'm 90, that I'm still looking for like, what's, what else can I do in this life that I didn't think was possible. So
0: anything is (laughs) possible. I can see it. Uh, So going from using CrossFit for training or just doing some form of fitness, how did you then end up like on a team and heading to the games. Like how how was that kind of experience for you?
1: Yeah. So I think I was doing CrossFit for a year. Um kind of just going to classes and then I did like a local competition and I thought, okay, I, I'm kind of good at this. Um but my parents have a beach house in New Jersey and I dropped into a gym down there. And there was a girl, her name was Rachel Goldenberg at the time and She just said to me, like, I really see a lot of potential in you. She had been to regionals the year before and was really close to making it to the games. And she's like, we're trying to put a team together. You know, we need another girl. Like, would you be interested? And like I said, I was so new to the sport. I didn't really know what regionals was. I had done an open, but I don't even know if I signed up for it type of situation. And I remember feeling like, oh gosh, I'm getting thrown in with the wolves because they all could do muscle ups they all were snatching and and doing chest to bar pull ups and i was still so behind what they were all capable of doing um so i just said okay and and just be patient with me and i promise i'll put the work in and and that's when i met kelsey she came into the gym i think that next day of training and we had trained together and um it's just been really fun and exciting to get to you know Watch each other go through the journey. And I think there's such a respect level there when you see someone who really had to work hard for it. You know, we both didn't come from like a gymnastics background or a weightlifting. and and that's most crossfitters. But um to see, you know, your one your best friend, but start really early in a sport and 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 make an impact has been you know, so fulfilling for me um, just getting to be a spectator for her too. And, and, you know, this year her team had made it to games out of the East. And, and I just figured, you know, I'm in the West. I was the week after, and she told me like, I'm going to hop on a flight and I'm going to come watch you. And I remember thinking like, well, you don't have to like, it's fine. And she's like, I'm not going to not be there in person when you punch your ticket. And I remember that was maybe, you know, the second or third person that I really felt like, believed I had a chance of making it to the games and the fact just hearing your friends say you know I'm not going to witness it through a computer I got to be there when you do it it was like all right yeah like I'm I have already backed myself but it just helps when you have people that have seen you go through it all and then you know believe in you so it's been really cool I love that it's,
0: she's awesome I got the pleasure of meeting her at Fitfest fest um last month and it was She's just such, such a light of a human, so yeah. I, I love that. And yeah. you, you, of course, did team, team games and then team for a few years at regionals, and, and you've kind of done it all, really, right? Um, so when – I know you talk quite a lot about this last year. You've always wanted to go individual, right? When you have kind of gone individual before and then gone back to team – Was there ever a point where you were like, no, team's where it's at for me. I'm going to stick here. Or has individual always been like the ultimate goal for you?
1: Yeah, I think, and I'm not knocking anything about team, but I just don't think I had enough confidence in myself to really pursue it. In, In 2017, so 2016, we made games that first year and then 2017, the team kind of, Went, broke up and I was just like well I guess I'll just try to go individual see if I make regionals and and I did and I ended up taking seventh that year at regionals and that was a really big confidence booster for me of like you you were two spots out like you can do this we just got to put in a little bit more work the next year um, and then in 2018 like I put in so much work and I didn't make it and I didn't even come close I think I ended up 13th and that was really hard on me because, you know, I, I've talked about this on a lot of podcasts before, but it, it was really hard on me, but probably my best lesson being learned is I, I don't do this to make games. And I haven't, and, and I, I've took away from that weekend that I can't just show up for training in hopes of making games or else I'm not, this won't be worth it for me. And Cause I, I would, I had such an ugly outlook on it. Just feeling like I deserved to get there without really appreciating like the journey that I went on to even make it to regionals that year. Um, So I do think that also played a role in my confidence of, wow, I already, I put in so much work and I fell short. I don't know what more I could do. Um, And I, it really, really hit me in 2018. I actually took off that next year and did a marathon and just felt like maybe that's not for me because of how much of like a hole it, it put in me. Um and then I did Wadapalooza again and you know it it filled that itch that I think I needed. And I met a couple of people at Watapuloza and they were like, We're gonna make a team this year. It's really cool. We get to travel around the world because that was the year that in order to qualify, you did sanctionals. Um, so we went to Paris. That was the last sanctional of that year, and we took second. Um, so we fell short, we didn't make games that year, but we did the next sanctional for that following year in October and which was the first sanctional of the new year and qualified for games, um, out of Ireland and, you know, COVID happened and we didn't get to compete. But again, I, I'm so glad that the 2018 year happened for me because I didn't feel broken or like, oh, I wasted so much time. It was like, no, but I got to prove to myself again that I can do this. And, and I get to be really proud of myself when I put my head on the pillow. Um, and then, when I moved to Houston, I was going to go individual. And I feel like I always get talked into going team because there'll be good teams that will offer. And I'm glad I did. I made, I made games again, but then this last year I had a couple of really hard offers to turn down. And I was like, I think there's a part of me that I didn't really realize that was saying yes to teams because it was a lot easier for me to either fail or succeed with other people surrounding me, I didn't feel as vulnerable. But this year going into it, when you kind of declare you're going individual, it's like I'm putting all my eggs in my own basket and there's a lot to be said for that. And I was just willing to just accept whatever was going to happen. And um, and it ended up being a really interesting, crazy journey of a year for me, but um, it was definitely well worth it.
0: Is it so interesting you say about being vulnerable as an individual because do you feel that with a team you've got almost a safety blanket like around you throughout not just throughout the season but obviously when you walk out onto the floor too
1: it's really funny you say that I say less vulnerable in terms of like um the confidence I have in myself if I'm if I have other people on my team that I'm really confident in then I'm confident in the team but I actually don't like being on a team as much as I like being individual I really struggle with anxiety and I think it's worse for me when I'm on a team because there's other people's time and other people's experience at stake and I play a role in that and I feel like it's a really heavy burden to carry whereas if it's me and something goes wrong I can live with it because it was on me whether it was vice versa. or if I feel like I put more time in training than other people did, or it could be vice versa. Um, I feel like it's easier for me to walk out on a floor as an individual because I don't have to worry about anyone else or I don't have to worry about letting anyone else down. I think it's that part's a little bit easier for me, actually.
0: Is I love that you say that because not that I compete at all because I hate it, but I have done team and I've done individual and I hated the team one because I just felt if I let myself down or I do something wrong, that's on me, but someone else. And even as much as someone can say, Oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. They'll feel that. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, there's something about you you get to determine your own destiny and I think that's really exciting too. um, but yeah, there is the same idea. There's a there's a support system or someone that can pick up your slack when you go team. That's re- really nice. And unfortunately on the individual side, you're kind of stuck out there on your own to try to figure it out. But uh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So take me back to semis last year, which again, feels like it really wasn't long ago, but a really fun semis. It was almost one of the first years that everyone across the world was, doing all of the same workouts, your semifinals, it was so close in the point spread. Like no one really knew what was happening until the very last minute. How was that entire weekend for you?
1: Yeah, I was i was really confident going into the weekend, but after day one, I was like, oh gosh, I got, I got a lot of work I got to make up for. And I knew day two would be really good for me. It had the snatch, it had a run in there. It had, um, the legless rope climb workout that I really liked, um, or maybe that was the last day, but anyway, I, I felt really confident about day two that I knew it was going to put me in a good position. So I, the type of athlete that I am is I don't really have any home runs, which in our sport does not pay off. Um, you're better off getting a first and a last than you are two Mm fifteenths. Um, unfortunately that's how the points kind of sway. And, um, I needed some big, I needed to take some risks at, at semifinals on that last day. Um, and then when we practiced the workouts in my home gym, the one I was the most confident with was the toe bar sandbag workout, which was the last workout. And I was sitting in seventh place and almost a guaranteed spot to the games. And my coach had said to me, right before we we're gonna walk out, he was like, you're great at this workout. Unless something crazy happens, you're not going to make games. And it was just like, <laughs> was maybe like, yeah, it's like the last words that go out of someone's mouth. And I remember feeling like super confident about it. And yeah, we went into that last workout and I'm pretty good at putting blinders up. And the first 30 seconds on that bike, I was the last person to get off. And I remember getting into panic, which maybe lack of experience of being on the individual side of just not remembering, like this is still a three round workout. It's still going to take some time. Some people may fall off on the tota bar. Like this was, that wasn't your plan to go out sprinting. And uh, at the very end of that workout, you have to carry the sandbag and I was sprinting with, with a 150 pound sandbag and just ate it. And I remember thinking like I fell before getting to the end line and this workout was quick enough that every little second mattered. I remember thinking, I can't believe you just ruined your season. And I just grabbed the bag, got up, threw it on the mat. And I was like, all right, I guess this is like what we see. And I remember just like thinking, God, please. I've put so much work in like this can't be how it ends. And, and you know, that's sport in general. You know, sometimes the ball bounces in your court, and sometimes it doesn't. And I really was okay. And I was at peace if it wasn't going to. I was proud of like the workouts that I had, but sometimes we literally fall on our face, and I accepted it at that moment. Um, but there was such a part of me that was like, you put in so much work this year. But I'm so glad, like I said, I had that twenty eighteen season where, I was just like, if it doesn't happen, that doesn't change who you are, doesn't change the work that you put in. So when they showed me and Danny on the screen, because I counted down from or counted from first place to the 10th spot, Uh, I think we were, if I was like 0.5 seconds slower on that sandbag workout, she would have won. Um, so it was that close of, of how it came down and, you know, unfortunately for her, she's such a great competitor. It didn't bounce in her way and it, um, it bounced in mine. And I, I think that really helped me going into games of just feeling really grateful that I got the the chance to like pursue a dream that I've, you know, been trying to chase for so many years. And, you know, it all came kind of maybe like the most nail biting ending of like my career, but it was, um, it was well worth it
0: how I can you I don't know if you'll be able to but can you describe that feeling of like hearing your name on the PA like because watching it and I remember so vividly watching your reaction and being like oh my gosh it means so much and you can see it as you say through like a computer screen but if you could describe that reaction and how you felt how would you how would you describe it Are you stuck at a plateau and without a recent PB? Mergs has you covered. Bringing you the highest performance CrossFit and weightlifting equipment on the market, Mergs is your secret weapon to set a new best. Whether that's knee sleeves, grips, or tape, Mergs has everything you need to stay protected and performing. Head over to mergs.com now and save 15% on all orders with the code
1: WOD15. Yeah, I I was so um, like proud of myself. I think that's hard for people to say, because we're supposed to say like, I was so grateful or whatever it will be. But I remember just thinking like hearing my name and being like, you deserve it. And you should be so proud of yourself. And it felt like when I was, what a lot of people didn't see that were at home was after that for that last workout, they put us on our mats and that was it. So we're all standing on our mats and we probably stood there for about eight minutes or something like that, um, which was the longest eight minutes. And I remember looking over at my coach and just being like, we always know, like the fans always know who actually gets that last bite. Someone can do the math quick enough, but I looked over at him and and he really was just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's too close um, that I was actually in pure shock when I heard my name, like the first announced, like Kel, and I could hear that it was going to be me. I was just also so nervous and emotional. And but again, like I think the best word to describe is just I think rarely do we have times in our life that we can you have enough time to think about all of the things that I did to work up to that point. And those eight minutes was almost like me playing this highlight or this movie in my head of like early mornings, long nights, crying at home because I'm just exhausted or not going out or the sacrifices you make. I almost felt like I had that time to reflect and think like, wow, this could all end right here or that could have all been worth it. So hearing my name, I was like, this is this is how it was supposed to be and you know soak it all in I think it was just yeah it was it was really really awesome
0: it was amazing to watch I I have such a vivid image of my head of like watching those Uh, announcements it was so special and going into the games I mean you had a bit of a whirlwind of games let's be honest my
1: whole career as an individual has been a nightmare
0: (laughs) good one right yeah 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 just kidding (laughs) um is for anyone who doesn't know the cuts came after day two Uh, so the it was the friday night right and 30th the 30 to 40 were cut and you were sat in 31st and at probably a ridiculous hour of the evening you found out you were in 30th and were carrying on for a third day yeah how does one even process that
1: you don't I I spent so much time like crying that day and it was more so because I was the opposite of how I felt after semis I wasn't proud of how I played out my first two days I felt like I played really scared I wasn't who I didn't showcase what I wanted to showcase for me, and it really wasn't for anyone else. I I really couldn't give a shit what people thought about my placement. I just felt like you you worked so hard that whole year to get somewhere, and I felt like I was almost feeling like I shouldn't be making this cut, or oh, we're running this. Well, that's X name, whoever it will be. Like they should be in front of me. Like I felt like. I was a newbie in this sport, allowing other people to take my place. And, and I was more emotional because I couldn't feel proud of how I performed those first two days. And, you know, I was not going to go out that night after I got cut. I was still in my hotel room at this point, it was probably seven at night and, I said, I was on the phone with my sister FaceTiming and she's like, let's not even worry about going to dinner. And I was like, my family flew out or drove out my mother-in-law and father-in-law flew out. And all these people are here supporting me. Like I deserve to put on a brave face for them and enjoy the time that I get to spend with them. Cause I don't see them that often. So we like went out, went to dinner. I like, I the infamous, like I had a burger, drank a beer and Thank gosh, I was so tired that I was like, "I need to call it after a beer." And when I was like, "Tomorrow we'll actually celebrate. But tonight, I just need to, like go home and sleep. i'm my eyes were so puffy and swollen. And then I got that email at like eleven thirty at night. And I'm shocked that I was even awake because mm. we had got back to the hotel. I took a shower. And I got an email, and I remember thinking, like, of my French, I think I said to my husband, they're like, what the fuck? Like, why why am I still even included on this email list? Like it's already been a big enough blow, but I don't need to hear what time people are checking in or what time we what changes they were maybe doing to a workout if it rained, whatever it was. And I just like out of curiosity more so just opened it and I was just ready to delete it. And it said like the top 30 men and females. And I just for some reason like scrolled to the bottom. It was all the males. And then all the way to the bottom, the very last line of that entire email was just Kelly Baker. And I was like, what, what? And I like look at my husband, I'm like, my name, like it's on this email. I'm like, there's something, something's wrong. Like I'm 31st. I went back to the leaderboard. Look, no, I'm still 31st. Like what? So we have a point of contact and I um, texted her and just said like, I think there might have been a mix up. I said something in those lines, like. I got an email, the email says my name on it, but I'm 31st. And she just said like, very bluntly, like one of the athletes withdrew, therefore you're 30th, see you in the morning. And I was just like, I didn't get like an email. It's like, Hey, you're still in. It was just like, hopefully I opened this email yeah. and I was at the bottom and I didn't have any clean clothes. Cause we didn't get that many clothes. I would have had to have done laundry if I knew I did that next day. So my husband's like up, I like soaked my clothes in hand soap in the sink and like hanging clothes up all over the bedroom. And then my adrenaline was so high that I was like, how am I actually going to go to sleep? So after that night, I probably didn't get that many hours of sleep. And I remember waking up and looking in the mirror and my eyes were, as anyone would know what you look like the day after crying for like four hours and then not getting good sleep and had having to be up early. I remember just like feeling like I had every excuse in the world, like, Okay, you didn't sleep well, you thought you were cut, you drank last night, your eyes are puffy, now you're supposed to go run. And I remember just like looking in the mirror and like saying out loud, like, fucking make this worth it. And just feeling like, what opportunity that you get to have today to go take a risk that you didn't do those first two days. And that's kind of like what I planned on doing that next day.
0: I love that it's just I just cannot and I actually remember seeing it at the time and being like she got that message really late (laughs) (laughs) did you was there any part of you that and I love how you go about that you're like this is the chance you just got to go for it but was there a part of you that was like no it's really unfair in a way because I've had however many hours noticed I haven't prepped I haven't done this I haven't done that was there any part of you that was kind of pissed off in a way I suppose is, is the way of putting it
1: uh I wasn't and I think it was more so because I was kind of in my head of like do I really deserve to get to play again like I did end up 31st so they could have easily just been like well someone withdrew so now there's only 29 So I I did feel like grateful that they still were going to let me play, even though technically I could have been cut. Uh, So I definitely didn't have, I think I had nerves like, oh gosh, I really am not like, I didn't eat the way I should the night before you're going to be competing at the highest level in our sport or, you know, so I think I just was like, all right, let's see what we can do today. And I loved day two workouts or day three workouts that I was like, I didn't really think there was a part of me that was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to win these workouts. But there was a part of me that was like, how fucking cool would it be if I made it to the last day? And that's kind of like what was in the back of my mind that whole day of like, I get to really prove to myself that like anything's possible and let's go see if we can do it.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that there was, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I seem to remember there was like an issue with the leaderboard and stuff that kind of made you plan your workouts differently, which possibly may have affected going into the third day. Um yes. and it was to do with the lift, right?
1: Yeah. So I did really well on that run. And that put me in like 23rd. And then I thought I did really well on that next workout, but I guess I didn't do as well as I thought. I did on the because it was a two-part workout where it was your combined scores and I just went out I think too slow in the first round. But anyway, Um, they had me sitting in 18th on the leaderboard. And so they had my score wrong or they had tallied something wrong. So when we were warming up for my lift, I was actually still on the platform of the person that was sitting in 18th. So I knew the girls that were at that time on the leaderboard that were behind me were lifting before me. So I knew exactly what I needed to hit to beat the girls that I needed to beat. Um, and I, I was really happy with my snatch number because I knew after I'd snatched that basically what I needed to clean and jerk. And it was well under my PR. Um, so at that point I didn't take a risk at all with my clean and jerk. I was like, all right, I'm going to play it safe here. I know exactly what I need to hit. And I walked off that floor being like, I'm, I think I did it. Like, unless I really like mathed wrong or they penalized me for some sort of reason. Like I did enough to beat the girls I needed to beat in order to make it to that next day. And then when I got off the floor, my coach was like, there was, they kind of messed up the leaderboard and you were actually sitting in 21st or 22nd. And I was like, okay. And it was the same exact feeling I had the day before where we were just waiting for the leaderboard to shake out. And, you know, that day before I was at 31st and then that night, same scenario, I'm staying there with my family. We're all looking at our phone refreshing. And then it was 21st and I was four pounds out of making it to that next day. And, and I was okay with it. Like, yeah, you know, everyone makes mistakes. I don't blame CrossFit for it it felt very much like my semifinals experience where it was so close and it, the ball bounced in my court then, and, you know, I was four pounds away and it didn't bounce in my court, you know, that next day. Um, and it was just really funny. Like before at that point, I was like, all right, that is what it is, you know, Lightning doesn't strike twice. I'm not going to get to play the next day because someone else withdraws. So I just like made a joke to the point of contact that we had before I'd gone to dinner, like, hey, I'm going to dinner. Because the running joke was the burger and beer <laughs> situation. But I said, just like going to dinner, just double checking. And she said, we did put a cutoff for the withdrawal. Like, you're basically not going to compete tomorrow. And I was like, okay, so I did get to like go to dinner and celebrate with my family. Um, But then that next morning, you know, we found out that Jamie had withdrawn and, um, you know, she withdrew that next day. She tried to warm up and, and I don't take that away from her at all. Um, I get it. I would have done the same exact thing if I was her, if there was still even a chance that she was going to be able to compete, then of course, take your, time and and make that decision on your own not for someone else's sake but um yeah it would have been pretty crazy if if she she had a withdrawal earlier but it's okay
0: yeah and looking back because I can imagine coming out of the weekend it was probably maybe a little bittersweet at points but looking back at the weekend how do you reflect on it
1: yeah um it was it was such a cool time to be two different versions of myself where I, I didn't get to be proud of who I was because I wasn't acting like who I am as an athlete. And when do you get those chances to like redo? So I just felt like, I got a really cool opportunity for my own sake. Like it had nothing to do with the money or it had nothing to do with the place that I was going to get, but that I could have closed that chapter of that season ending it at a point to be like, yep, that, that was how you, it was supposed to end. That's how I, I wanted to go to bed at night, you know, after whether I was cut the first day or the last day and just say like, what you did out there was what you said you were going to do. And I didn't feel that way after getting cut the first time. Um, but I did end up seeing Ellie at games. She's the athlete that withdrew. And I just said to her like, Hey, I, I know you don't know me, but you know, you, you, you withdrawing gave me a really awesome opportunity. And, and she was so kind and sweet about it. And she was like, I knew if I could give someone else a chance um, I would want them to be able to. So I'm just glad that you got to be out there. And it was just, it just shows so much about our sport and the characters of the women that are in it. And, Um, So that was like, that was a cool moment for me to have as well. And, and it was also really cool to get to be the story that a lot of people were trying to back. And, you know, so many people reached out, like, you're kind of the Cinderella story that we're all rooting for. And, you know, uh, very relatable in a sense of like, I just happened to be out with my family and had a beer and I just get to show up the next day and see what happens. And it just felt fun to like interact with fans that way too. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that you say about that story because and there was a clip of of you guys at Waterpalooza. I think it was with Talking Elite Fitness and someone maybe made a comment about you guys being the underdogs. And you're like, yeah, but we're not like, come on, like believe in us. People didn't think you were going to get to the games. And I was so in awe of you saying that because everyone talks about belief, obviously, in yourself that you have to have to be able to compete at the level you guys do. But how hard is it when you have like outside noise as well?
1: Yeah, it's really hard. It was really hard on me going into individual last year, Um, especially because I felt like I did enough to prove myself. And this is where like a little bit of where you need the right people around you to check you. And I remember it was getting in my head. I was listening to different podcasts and people being like, she's old or, you know, she's good at the sport, but I don't think she's good enough or she's, you know, never made it. And I want to say like, just because you go team doesn't mean you didn't make it or you wouldn't have made it as an individual. Um, but you know, I was just more, annoyed with just the data in general. Like I had one TFX, I come off of a win for that at my first like individual competition. And then um, in quarterfinals, I was like fourth in our region. And then obviously semis, I ended up 10th, but um, I, if I didn't fall, I would have been seventh. Um, so I just felt like I had data to back, like back myself. Cause that's really hard to do. It's really hard to believe in yourself And then you throw on top of that people kind of telling you why you're not going to make it or why you shouldn't make it or why some name is going to make it above them because they've been there before. And I just remember feeling like, what else do I have to do to get any credibility? So I felt like, okay, like even going into the games, like I think I was predicted by some people to be absolute last. And I was fourth in our quarterfinals. Like, I was just like, okay, that's what some people believe. And what I just decided to do was not listen. I just didn't listen to any podcasts or things, but it's inevitable that people are going to be like, did you hear on whatever podcast they said that, you know, you'll not make the cut or you'll do this. And I'm just like, I haven't heard, but thank you for filling me in. Um, That I'm glad that I got to show out at games to being who I wanted to be and show that because same idea, like Waterpalooza comes around and it's like, well, she's done no off season competition. So, and I want to say to people like our season is so long. Mm. What is an off season competition? Like, cause I didn't go to Dubai or I didn't go to rogue, which was an invite and I would have gladly went. So going into Wadapalooza, like the three of us were again, like not predicted even in some people's top fives. And I was just like, it's fucking bullshit. Like I, at that point I was just pissed. And that's when I texted Kelsey, like on Wednesday before Wadapalooza, I just texted her like we're winning this weekend. And she just texted me back like, fuck yeah, we are. And it's just fun that like, I got to go back to that text because I'm like, unless I'm going to back myself at this point, there's a lot of people that aren't going to. And Uh, that's okay so I I, I'm just such at a point where I don't give a shit what they think um I'm kind of over like a lot of them so um you know the people that see behind the scenes what we do I think are the only ones that whose opinion I really meant that matters to me at least but it's it's hard it's really hard as an individual to be told that you're not good enough by people that are like supposed to be experts in the field and that's it's really hard to try not to believe them
0: do you think winning waterpalooza is gonna affect that now? Like, do you think going into your individual
1: season, people
0: are gonna be talking about you more?
1: No. I think it'd be the same people that would be like, well, they the workouts were in their favor or it was heavy, or there's always a reason why like someone else. Um I think, and to be honest, I just I really don't care anymore. Like at a certain point you have to be like, ah, whatever my sponsors believe in me and my family and my friends. And like, like, no, I'm not taking a shot at anyone, but you know, what some like analyst that doesn't do the sport professionally or know what the pain that we go through emotionally, physically has to say about us. Um, you know, or some like bully on the internet that wants to like make a YouTube about anything about any female. I'm just, I'm so fucking over it that I'm just like, unless you're going to back me or unless I'm not even saying back me because who knows, I might not make it this year and that's okay. But unless you have anything kind to say, just, I just don't really want to hear it. And that's kind of where I am with it. I think.
0: mm mm-hmm reach that <laughs> I'll just repeat that <laughs> yeah. but from a from your perspective no one else's how like do you kind of go into your season with I don't know like a bit bit more confidence because you've had that win or as you say like earlier it's different you go and have a fun competition with your friends and you won because you 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 won because you you were the best athletes that weekend Does it, does it help your, you know, kind of going into the beginning of the season?
1: Uh, I don't really think like Waterpalooza win doesn't because it doesn't matter. Like that really plays no role in what the next stage is going to be. Everyone's at the same fresh slate. I think the more that you're just out in a pressure situation that makes those pressure, pressure situations a little bit easier to swallow, you know, the first time going to regionals or the first time walking out in games or getting your games Jersey or doing all that can feel so overwhelming. And I'm not saying I'm like, Oh, I don't even think about it now. Like it's still the first time you walk out on the floor at semifinals. Like it kind of takes your breath away. It's very nerve wracking and, and intimidating, but there's something about being there before, um, that, that, definitely adds a little bit more confidence so I think there's confidence in you know I've been doing this for long enough I'm confident in my in my coach and the training that we put in um but I don't know if the Wattapuza wins like oh well I'm definitely going to make semis or or whatever it will be I think it's more just like all right yeah that's really cool momentum to get me going it was a great start to the season but it doesn't really matter um So, yeah, I guess confidence, but I'm definitely not in my head of thinking like, oh, now I definitely deserve to make it to the games again, because I think anyone making it to the games, and you saw it last year, people that were expected to make it didn't, and some people that weren't expected did. Um, It's like definitely nothing that I would, you know, take for granted is what I would say.
0: Yeah, for sure. I love that. So obviously going it back in as an individual for the season any goals any like particular plans or you're just kind of seeing what happens
1: I think the only difference of this year to last year is I really really like dove into training hardcore like in November like I mean double sessions long ass hours that you know my coach and I talked about I really did burn out a bit coming like two semis that especially with the open being a little bit easier to make quarterfinals this year with a huge percentage, more 25% of the people make it that I am very confident that I would make it to quarterfinals. So, uh, Valentine's day weekend, like my husband and I are going to go skiing. Um, and the old me maybe would be like, I'm not going to be leaving the house, you know, two weeks before the open or whatever it is. And it's like, ah, I trust myself enough that I should be doing this cause this is still considered off season for me and enjoy time with him that gets taken away during the season. So my all inness of the season is just a little bit more different, but I don't have any more or less goals than I had last year. Like the goal is like first and foremost of just making myself proud and making sure that I'm still loving it and enjoying it. And, um, but the dream is of course to make it back to the games again and, uh, if it's in the cards, then great. If not, I hope I've done enough that I, again, just get to be proud that, you know, I'm in a really cool sport and I get to do this kind of as a living. And that's kind of crazy to to think about.
0: Very cool. Well, I'm super looking forward to watching and supporting throughout the season. Uh, I'm not going to let you go without answering some quick fire questions, though. Okay. They're never that quick. I'm going to start calling them like slow fire or something. <laughs> uh favorite lift
1: uh snatch it's not my best lift but it's probably my favorite lift
0: it's like when it's done right it's
1: it feels like how i could compare it to people that don't do crossfit would be when you hit the golf ball right but you're not good at golf it's like what you hate it you're like ready to give up and then sometimes you make contact and you're like oh Yep, that felt right. So that that's probably why I love it. Yeah,
0: it's that. a great way of putting it. Uh, favorite overall movement in CrossFit.
1: Um, again, not my best movement, but probably ring muscle ups because they've come a really long way, and now I think they're pretty fun to do. So ring muscle ups.
0: Love that. Favorite benchmark wod.
1: Kelly, and it's not just because it's my name, but it's a longer endurancey piece and yeah, I'm pretty good at it too. So that would be mine.
0: Great answer. And obviously you've been to the games on a team, but if you could build a dream team to go to, the uh, game, who would you have with you?
1: If I could build a dream team. It can be I
0: would six have, or four.
1: <laughs> What'd you say? It can be six or four. Okay. I'll go four because, uh, Kelsey, um, probably Chandler Smith, um, and probably Noah Olson. I just feel like it would be a collectively like fun group of people to be around. I I love nothing more than being around Noah. There's no one out. I remember first meeting him thinking, this is fake. No one can be this nice. And he's like genuinely the nicest person I've ever met. Um, and then me and Chandler have been friends like well before he's made games we've done competitions together we've gone to weddings together he's just been such a good friend to me Um, so he's one of those people that similar to Kelsey like I've gotten to watch his journey and that's been really fun for me and obviously he's one of the best in the sport so he wouldn't be bad to have alongside me either and we're all similar like heights the boys aren't too tall so with the worm I think we, we'd be all right I love that well
0: thank you so much Kelly it's been an absolute pleasure chatting and I as I say, I can't wait to watch you this season.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It's such a pleasure.